Hey everyone, welcome to But Why the Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, we wanted to make sure that you take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe us on iTunes or wherever you listen. It's the easiest way for people to find us and it helps us hear your feedback. Beyond that, come and join our conversation on Twitter at ButWhyThoughPC and on Facebook, facebook.com slash ButWhyThoughPC. And if you like what you're doing and you want to support us a little more, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash ButWhyThoughPC. And if a monthly subscription is too much for you, make sure you check out our t-shirts. We have t-shirts open on TeePublic and available for purchase on our website through the merch tab, ButWhyThoughPodcast.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, and today we are giving you a spoiler review of Pacific Rim Uprising that came out this weekend on March 23rd. As always, I'm your host, Kate. I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt doesn't like big monsters hitting each other, so he did not watch this. Yeah, he sucks. We don't like him. He doesn't like fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so as always, this is a spoiler review. There will be spoilers. Listen at your own risk. So... First impressions, Adrian? Um, when I walked out, I really liked it, but then I saw Pacific Rim 1, and then I liked this movie a little bit less. But it's not like I hate this movie or like I didn't like the movie. I like the movie. Like I'd watch it again um, just to see like the fighting scenes and stuff. But it's definitely not as good as the first one, I don't think, and for, for me. But it's a, good, it's, a good, uh, it's a good big robots punching monsters movie, which is kind of like what I hope you want. That's all I expect you to want if you go into this movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, if, you have, if you're expecting like anything else, like, and you didn't like it, why did you spend your money? Why did you spend your money yep. opening weekend? Like, is the better question. Why didn't you just exactly. wait for it to go like buy one get one or something like that? Yeah. Um. So I really li- I loved this movie walking out of it, and then it sat with me, and the acting was I didn't like, with the exception of like two characters. Um. And then. Yeah, I mean, I haven't rewatched the first Pacific Rim, but I'm probably going to go do that because it'll probably change my perspective. But I do wish that Guillermo del Toro had directed just because of the fight scenes. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, and and sure, just like sure. the way like Guillermo del Toro uses like dark and light and like weather and like that kind of stuff. Like, I think that that element of realness was kind of gone. Um, so yeah. that that was definitely. my only critique. But I definitely enjoyed the big monsters fighting the big the big the big mix so yep, yep, um, yeah um yeah i mean it's not a perfect movie i don't think anyone would, would say that but i mean it i think it's the job done yeah it's a flick yeah go eat your popcorn Pop- go yeah, watch definitely. the movie it's definitely a popcorn <laughs> movie for sure yeah um so if we go into ratings it has a six on imdb a 47 percent on rotten tomatoes and a 44 percent on metacritic its budget was 150. It's made 28 million 
this um, this weekend uh, as of like yesterday in domestic and worldwide it's made 150 so there aren't really great numbers even I mean it's great that they went over 100 at the the world box office but since it's a blockbuster it needs to make at least 300 million to kind of make that money back yeah and I don't know if it'll get there because of the April lineup yep I really don't think it's going to get there because of the April lineup yeah, it's, um, a, it's a tough run for, tough run for this movie. It should have came out in May. They should have like, just let it come out in May, like after all of like the Star Wars and Avengers hype. I think it would have done a little bit better as like a legit popcorn movie that you go watch in the summer because you have nothing else to do, kind of thing. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, it has a blockbuster budget. It has a summer blockbuster budget. It has a summer blockbuster plot. Like, it should have come out in the summer. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, so if we get down to the nitty gritty of who, who made this movie, who's in this movie and, um, yeah, Guillermo del Toro did not make it, write it or direct it. He did produce it, however. Um, and you see a little bit of his original creature designs coming out in the kaiju, but you don't really have a touch of him anywhere else. Even like from the costume designs that the, that the Jaeger pilots wear, it's just, it's, I liked the first one's Jaeger pilot outfits way more. That was one of the things that was like apparent to me in the movie theater. Um, yeah, I can see that for sure. And then it was directed by Stephen DeKnight, and this is his first movie, like his first feature-length film. Before that, he directed um, the Daredevil series on uh, Daredevil season one on Netflix, and then he also directed episodes of Dollhouse, Smallville, and Angel. So he doesn't really have a... I, I'm kind of wondering why they picked him as director, honestly, for this I much mean, money. You you saying those, like, names kind of makes me disappointed. Because, like, he's he's worked on stuff that's, like, good. And I just didn't get, like... I don't know. I mean, if you're working on that kind of stuff, yeah, I would think that you'd bring something to the table that was a little bit better than what we got. Yeah. I, I think it, it just... It kind of, like, makes it real for me with, like, the... Like, he's used for small screen stuff. Yeah. And that, like, that, I think some of the pacing, that's what it really felt like for me. I think the pacing overall was bad. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, um, you have John Boyega in a starring role as Jake Pentecost, um, Idris Elvis's son from the first movie. Um, you have <laughs> probably the big reason, the big gripe I have with this movie, and we'll get to it when we get to the plot, but Mako Mori makes a brief return. Charlie Day, and um, I think his name is something Gorman, but uh, you have Goat League, um, the two scientists return, and then you have new characters like Chan Jing playing uh, Li Wen Shao and Scott Eastwood playing, I can't remember his name. Uh, Nate. Nate. Nate Lambert. Okay, there we go. Playing Nate Lambert. Um, and then you also have Jules Reyes, um, which I was sad she wasn't a mech pilot, but we, but I did get Renata. I, I wanted a Latina in a in a. In, in a, in a was she the? Was she like the? Uh, the mechanic. Mechanic. I wanted yeah. more of her. I really liked her. I did too. I liked her scenes. <laughs> I liked her scenes a bunch. I and did she's too. Smoking. <laughs> I did not know who that was before I saw this movie. And you know but who I want she more of her. She, she, you can see, you can see like the acting chops that she has. Like she definitely stole this. Like the brief scenes that she's in, she outacts you know uh, Scott Eastwood in them. So I oh yes, yeah, she her, does. Sure. She outacts Scott Eastwood like a whole bunch. <laughs> Yeah, I, you need to tell me more stuff she's in so I can go watch her. Yeah, stuff. I think this is actually her first big movie. 
Yeah, she needs more. Yeah, I, I like have this. her listed in. Uh, I don't remember her name, but I have her listed on my uh, my article on the website, like chronicling all the Latinx uh, actors in movies this year. So check that out if you want to know more peoples. Yeah, but yeah. I like her. Um, so that's pretty much the rundown of everything of how this movie is. And do you want to give a plot, and then we can go into some of the details? Yeah, uh, it's not a very like intricate plot, so it's not going to take me very long. Uh, basically, this movie takes place 10 years after the Battle of the Breach, which is basically the events of the first Pacific Rim movie. And the main um, protagonist in it is John Boyega, who is um, Idris Alba's son. I don't remember his... I, I, just, I remember him calling him Pentecost. Like I don't remember what Idris Alba's like, first name. Was it Stacker, right? It was Stacker. Yeah. Uh, his son and focuses on him, and he's kind of like you know, typical, like in the shadow of your dad's legacy kind of thing. And he's uh, completely separate from the whole pilot thing, and he's selling stuff on the black market and doing all this stuff. Uh, in the process of him stealing mech from um, a shipyard, or like a mech desert, uh, like boneyard kind of thing. I don't know what the name. It's decommission. Decommission. Yeah. yeah. Decommission mechs. Yeah. Yeah, Jaeger Yard, because uh, they sell it on the black market, make a bunch of money, all that stuff. Apparently, you can trade it for cookies, because he trades some stuff for some Oreo cookies. And Sriracha. Yeah. And Sriracha, um, which I thought was ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, in the process of him trying to steal this thing for like these groups, he runs into um, Amara, who is, I don't know the, the name of the actress, but... I don't um, know either. Yeah, she's like this young um, mech pilot slash mechanic whose family died in the battle of the breach era and she makes like her own little mech called scrapper um which is illegal in this time so they both get arrested for uh being in the scrapper little mini mech and because of who um john boyga's character is he basically gets an ultimatum. Either he goes into back into like the Jaeger pilot program training new recruits, or he goes to jail. And the person who kind of helps him with that deal is Mako from the first movie because they are... Um, brother step, and sister. Yeah, stepbrother and sister. No, uh, which he is, will correct you and say... Yeah, yeah, my... yeah, I know, I know. But from for the <laughs> plot and, you know, they're like, hey, that's an Asian dude and that's a black guy. Like, that thing, how... Uh, yeah, because they're stepbrothers, which kind of makes it weird that we don't really see him in Pacific Rim, but I guess it's okay. Um, yeah, so he takes on the job of going through and training the new pilots with Scott Eastwood, and because of her ability to make her own mech and then give one of like the police uh, mech guy thing like a Apex, run for their money. I think. Yeah, Apex. Well, something. He basically like a one of the big Jaegers chases them around, and they almost get away, but then they end up not being able to. But because of her skill, they put her into the Jaeger program as, as well as a pirate pilot. And then you get introduced to all of these new uh, teenage characters who are a little bit older than Amara's character, um, but they're all trained to be pilots, and they all kind of grew up in the shadow of the Battle of the Breach, and you know they're doing all this stuff. I don't really care for many of the people there, to be honest. They're kind of like the low point of the movie for me. All of their, They're just not very good actors, so you, whenever it comes on, it's like, just get me back to John Boyega, please. Um, All I thought about was mini Scarlet Widow. 
or Black <laughs> Widow, not Scarlet Widow. Mini Scarlett oh, Johansson as Black yeah. Widow. <laughs> Holy moly, that chick really is like a Mini Scarlett Johansson. Right? But I feel like it's bad to say that because I didn't think that, that chick was that good of an actor. But she really does look like a young Scarlett Johansson. She does, uh, and she's Russian. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, basically you get like this diverse cast of like you get like this Russian in there, you get um, uh, the South Asian kid in there, you get an Asian kid or East Asian kid in there. Um, there's some white kids and stuff, so you get a pretty good diverse cast. But they're just not very good actors, so like that stuff yeah. isn't my favorite part of the movie. Um, but then you get kind of introduced to kind of one of the subplots in the movie with um, Doctor Shao, like Kate mentioned, one of her favorite characters in this new movie she's basically like developing this drone program to kind of replace jaeger pilots uh to have like remote drones um kind of like iron man 2 plot a little (laughs) bit like just a little um but then it turns out that when they're kind of uh getting ready to like vote on whether or not they're going to do it this obsidian fury jaeger comes and crashes the party and john boyega's character and scott eastwood's character are in gypsy danger from the first movie and they fight off this well they don't really fight off they kind of get wrecked by this rogue yeah. uh jaeger and in the process uh mako's character is killed in a helicopter accident because they are unable to save the helicopter from crashing into the ground which i thought was like pretty i thought that scene was kind of like well shot like it was well shot, but I was like, really, you're gonna bring her back just to kill her this fast? Yeah. <laughs> and she was in a Jaeger last time we saw her. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, ten years later, private sector kind of stuff. Like, I guess I can. She's she was still public sector. No, not like not like that. I mean, just being like moving on from being a pilot to um, like kind of yeah. doing other I mean, stuff. I, I mean. Yeah, I guess it does make sense to you because like the war's over. Yeah. So. And she and she kind of got like forced into that. Yeah. Kind of kind of thing. Also, um, so I, it, it, didn't, it didn't bother me too much. Yeah. I thought I thought it was well done because you can see cause just because John Boyega acts the hell out of like that yeah. scene. Yeah, I think it. I think I just didn't like it because I wanted more of her. But it was definitely a well acted and a well executed scene. Yeah, um, like for sure. So yeah. is question is it Gypsy? Because I thought they I thought it was Gypsy Avenger was the one that they have now, and I thought it was different from Gypsy Danger. Is it? I thought it was the same one. I thought they were different. I don't know. Hold on. Let me look. Yeah. I was like, look it up. Because I know they look exactly the same because I have a mini, I have a, a Gypsy Danger um, action figure. But I think they call it Gypsy Avenger. Oh, I guess it is Gypsy Avenger. I guess they are different. Okay. Maybe, maybe even not different. Maybe just like repurposed. Like maybe they salvaged maybe it and they put yeah. together a new one, like out of like the wreckage and then gave it a new name maybe. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. They just look the same. So I just automatically assumed they were the same. I want that red typhoon uh, one from the first one, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're Gypsy Avenger. Decommissioned following the victory. Gypsy Danger is presumably returned to Anchorage of all year. So different but same? I think so. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming that they don't really explain this in the movie. Cause they don't. Because I'm, I'm apparently not understanding all of this. Uh, I just know the first name. The first word is gypsy. Yeah, and they look the same. So I think yeah. we're just gonna go with. I'm just gonna call them gypsy. I won't. I won't say danger or avenger for the rest of like <laughs> this review then, because I'm. If, I'm if you know the lore behind this, please tell us because because obviously the writer of the movie did not. 
Yeah, I guess they're different. Like this one has like a little bit more blue to it. This was like more sleek, kind of kind of following in like the line of how these Jaeger look compared to the other one. So yeah, probably just like a two point kind of thing. Um, but it doesn't matter because it gets wrecked by yes the Obsidian Fury who brings out a bunch of like cool new like swords and stuff. Um, but anyway, Mako dies. But before she dies, she sends off this uh, kind of like transmission thing of this Russian facility. Like they find out that it's this Russian facility where they presume that um, a city in Fury was made um, from this shutdown factory in Russia. Again, uh, John Boyega's and Scott Eastwood characters go off and fight, go, go investigate it. And then they fight the city in Fury again and end up killing it. But as they kind of like rip open the hatch to find out who's piloting it, they find out it's like this Kaiju brain thing. Um, and that was so that kind of, Yeah. And then it kind of just sets off, like, the rest of the movie of um, them, because this happened, because of that attack happening, they rush to approve the drone program. And as the drones are being delivered, something happens and activates, like, all these kaiju things to happen. And the drones become, like, kaiju Jaeger things. And they're attempting to open up a rifts, uh, open up the rifts again. So basically, the kaiju can go to Tokyo and go into Mount Fuji and basically terraform the Earth, and they have to stop that from happening, basically. <laughs> um, and because the drones come and attack one of the main bases that uh, John Boyega's and Scott Eastwood's characters are on, the basically like the only three what was a three or four Jaegers we see in this movie. Yes. All of their pilots get killed. There's like a mention of like these other Jaeger pilots trying to stop. Okay, so like after like they take out the drones and stop the drones from going, three kaiju are able to get out out of like the I think it was like twelve or thirteen different rifts that were opened up at once. So yeah. out of all of them were closed except for three. And then three those three Jaeg, those three kaiju are going to Mount Fuji. But all the Jaeger pilots are dead that we see. So I don't know what happens to like the 17 million Jaeger pilots we had in like the first movie. But they're forced to use basically the recruits. And you have like these teenagers inside of the um, Jaegers that we see in the movie. You kind of have like this sleek, fast, sword-wielding one. You have Gypsy. You have this one that takes three pilots to. Um, it kind of looks like a like Hulkbuster kind of. I thought of. that was going to be cooler than it was. <laughs> yeah, it would have been cooler what it was if they didn't use a third pilot just to shoot a gun. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I thought that kind of like it turning around into the back thing was kind of cool, cool, but like they didn't really use the third pilot for like. Did there really need to be a third pilot in there? Um, and then there's like this electric whip kind of thing, kind of back to. Uh, Thor, or uh, Iron Man 2 kind of thing. And it was kind of like all we get. And I kind of wish we had different ones. Like, this is 10 years in the future. Like, you're going to tell me that they came up with how, a way to fight all of the um, kaiju, like, super fast. But in 10 years, you couldn't give me something cooler than a whip and a double sword. Yeah. Like, I liked... I, I liked their weapons a lot. I really liked all their weapons. But, like, I didn't like... Like... What I don't understand, because I know that John Boyega, like, does, like, in, a, in, like, a little, like, monologue in the beginning, and he says that, like, most of the most of the people have recovered, but, you know, some of us haven't. I would have liked, like, and all of these bases of the Pacific Rim whatever have been decommissioned, and now there are only two bases. Like, give me some yeah. context as to why there aren't that many things. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I definitely wanted. 
because yeah, um, I think we only have it's I think Bracer Phoenix is the three person one, Gypsy, Guardian Bravo, Saber Athena, and Scrapper, yeah. and then all the like other things. Yeah, and those are the only, really only ones we get. We don't even get to see like them fight anything else. Um, but as they like try to stop them from going into Mount Fuji, it turns out that Charlie Day's character <laughs> masterminded everything because he's having like a weird brain relationship with a kaiju brain and he's been infected by the precursors yeah (laughs) he's been infected by the precursors and he's basically uh engineering all this stuff to happen um so as they go to intercept uh oh then they have like this like uh rocket montage thing where they that too they put rockets on these these mechs super super fast yes but we can't get just move super super slow yeah that's what i'm like Jesus, like that's just like a, like, a, like a pacing issue, but we kind of have to like that I kind of like put in the back of my brain until now that I'm talking about it and like saying it out loud how stupid it sounds. Um, but basically, they put rocket packs on the things to make them go faster and, and get and intercept the um, the kaiju who are and about to attack Mount Fuji. To go faster, uh, I think you should specify shoot up into the air. Yeah, shoot up into the air and almost not make it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And them shooting up into the air, is, their ability to do it is not... Like, they didn't go get, like, Elon Musk to put jetpacks on them. They just kind of, like, mixed kaiju blood in our technology and were able to make super jetpacks, apparently. Um, so, they intercept them in Mount Fuji. It's two Category 4s and a Category 5. And from... If that sounds familiar, it's because that's how they categorize them in Pacific Rim 2. Or Pacific Rim 1. So, they're fairly big kaiju. I mean, nothing like they haven't, like, been able to kind of take care of and handle before but then just like we see in the trailer like 17 times they all form into one big giant kaiju and they just wreck everybody um which i really really liked i like seeing them get wrecked by like i didn't want them to you know be able to beat this big kaiju like the four of them just kind of tag team it like they get wrecked uh one of the kids dies like it's yeah i think saber uh, athena is the only one that's able to kill part of the like they they, because the thing has four brains it has like one brain and like three secondary brains, and Saber Athena is like the only one that actually kills one of the brains. Yeah, because he just like some backflip thing over yeah. it. It's pretty dope. Uh, everyone else gets wrecked, but um, as like they're about to get to Mount Fuji, they figure out that Scrapper uh, comes and helps to save the day by Dr. Xiao. She put her technology of drones into um, Amara's old, small. That um, thing is cute. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. It kind of looked like a Ninja Turtle. It did. I'm thinking about, like, how much of, like, this stuff movie is, like, other movies. Uh, But they basically, with with their help, they're able to kind of strap another rocket on and kind of intercept the... the big kaiju by doing like a kind of like a into the stratosphere and then diving bombing the big kaiju and they end up killing the kaiju right before it gets to the lava and then the movie kind of ends from there and at the very end of the movie they give uh john boy gives like a thing of like uh he's talking to charlie day charlie day's character and says we're uh we're not gonna be ready when they come again because we're going to them kind of setting up like the next movie which um i hope we can get I do too. GMO back for that one because I feel like he would do alien kind of world thing really, really well. That's kind of the movie. It's basically uh, stop Kaiju from getting to Mount Fuji and they they end up doing it. And surprise, it's Charlie Day. Which I honestly didn't see coming. In but then like I was like, Oh god, why are you with a kaiju brain, Charlie? Why? 
Yeah, I didn't see it coming either. I thought they were just going to go like for the typical like um, Dr. Zhao is like the bad person and she's the one orchestrating all of this because she wants her like she orchestrated the Obsidian Fury attack so that they would be forced to go into the thing um, kind of moment. But yeah, just like out- Hammer in Iron Man 3. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This movie is basically uh, Iron Man, Transformers, and Ninja Turtles all in one movie. So much Michael Bay. Yeah. Would it be a surprise? Because they got people from the Transformers to come help make this movie. So that's kind of yeah. kind of where you get. Um, I like this movie less now that I just said the entire plot. <laughs> I can tell. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, you're saying the entire plot, and I'm kind of like, oh, gosh, these are some gaping holes. Not just gaping holes, just, like, just gaping holes, and, like, people move really, really fast, <laughs> and it just get everywhere. It's like uh, teleportation kind of movie logic like on crack. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones Season 7 logic? Yeah, basically, because... Charlie, so they put jetpacks on these giant Jaegers to get them to Tokyo, but Charlie Day's character kind of just shows up in Tokyo. Like, how? How did he get there? How, thought, how did he? Get, so, how did he get away? I don't understand. Yeah, so that was the only big timing thing that I thought of because I was like, oh, it's a montage. Montages are montages, but that one I was like, holy fuck, why is he in Tokyo? He was just in Shanghai. Yeah. And things are and, killing uh, things and like like there are kaiju everywhere. You really think a plane's gonna get him over there? Yeah, I don't I don't remember it exactly. I'd have to like go back and see the scene again. I literally think would... he just pops up in Tokyo Tokyo either. No, 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 he does. But no, I'm talking about like the geography of like where Mount Fuji is. Oh yeah. Japan is supposedly wrong. Like they just put it like at the end or something. Mm. That'd be interesting just... to see. Just so, like, the monster would have farther to go, basically. So yeah. there's definitely some um, uh, things that they could have done better. Yeah. I mean... But I like I like John Boyega. Huh? I like John Boyega. I yeah. Really good. I didn't think about it till now, like, just, like, with you talking about it, and then, like, I have Scrapper in my head, and then I just watched a trailer because it's loading on, like, the IMDb page that I'm on. Um, and you're right! They definitely fought like Transformers. Like, there wasn't anything slow about them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of feels like a departure from kind of like um, Guillermo's, like, you know, love love child of, like, mech and kaiju, you know, storytelling. Yeah. Of making them kind of a little bit more lumbery, but, like, a little only a little bit more lumbery because we're watching it from, like, the human perspective and not, like, the uh, Jaeger perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then even thinking about kind of like how he used weather, if you go back and look, or just remembering the snow scene where they go and fight um, the obsidian whatever drone thing, like that's, they didn't use the snow quite, you know, quite as good as they do in Pacific Rim 1. And the, and like the ice too. Like I feel it, because like they, the the scenes in the water were a little, like they were really quick, and I think they could have been longer. Because um, there's a scene where that that scene where uh, Gypsy's fighting Obsidian Fury on the ice and they're like smashing each other into it and like Jean Boyega and um, Scott Eastwood choose to go into the water. I'm like, well, if you chose to go into the water, show me more of what you're doing in the water. Um, yeah, I, I I will say when when they shot up like the things, I was like, oh man, I look at Stefan and I was like, man, that was dope. That was dope when they showed up the rockets and it kind of exploded in space. That was pretty cool. Uh, oh yeah, and they kind of they kind of like do like some jujitsu on the ice, which yes, kind of which, which was kind of different. 
Um, so I guess it, I guess it's just like different takes on it because like it doesn't it's not bothersome to me, but I kind of like how uh, GDT does it in Pacific Rim compared to this. Like it's just different, but yeah, yeah. I think too. Like I think like the biggest thing that was transformery was or like actually so when Scrapper in the opening scene is fighting Apex November, I think it's Apex November or whatever, is fighting the big Jaeger. Like, she's so much smaller and she's moving so much faster. And, like, that's cool because you can see, like, the Jaeger kind of lumbering around. So, like, I don't know if, like, the reason they sped it up is because the Kaiju and the Jaegers are the same size, so we're seeing it from that. But, like, the way they shot it in the beginning would have been cool to have seen that, like, play out throughout. Yeah, no, that's a really great point. I didn't even, yeah, because he is super lumbering. That's the reason why, and probably because like they say they do like a very very small like exposition of like everyone's in the bunkers. You guys are free to just blow stuff up now, basically. Yeah. Thing. So they kind of like remove. They destroy the everything. From, yeah. <laughs> like if they were recovered, they are not recovered now. Yeah. Because um, like when even when like just Scrapper comes in, Scrapper just like freaking bulldozes through like three buildings. Yeah, they are not afraid blow stuff up which nope. i guess is you know okay i did like the gundam cameo yes i, lo- I, I love that i lost it right there i was like oh my god yeah they're doing it they're doing it i um, wish they had gotten the godzilla statue in there too but it would have been it wouldn't have been right because like if you listen to our godzilla episode it's not in tokyo but it would have been cool because like i mean it's a movie put it in there it's also like way in the future put the yeah. godzilla statue over there yeah they could have done it um how do you feel about uh, Charlie Day going, like, full Charlie Kelly? Oh, God. I, like, initially I hated it. Because, I well, like, while I'm watching the movie, right? While I'm watching the movie, I'm kind of like, what the hell is happening, man? Like, why why is this? I love Charlie Day. But then once it played out, I mean, like, I'm not mad about it. Because it gave me something that wasn't Iron Man 3. And I really like Lee Wenshaw so much so like i can i can i can reconcile it because it gave me a good character that i liked out of it but then at the same time like i just don't think there was enough context or character space to understand what charlie was going through to make him do that which and just go not to harp on gdt but if he was there he would have you know that would have been fleshed out yeah like why is he making brain love to the kaiju brain like why did you get why did you only give me one scene of that yeah, because, like... Can, can, can we go deeper on that and how that connection is actually happening? Yeah, because, like, it kind of mentions it when um, Gottlieb tells him, you know, I still have nightmares from when we, you know, from when we drifted with the kaiju. And he's like, you know, but that was a rush, wasn't it? Like, give me more of that. Like, I need to understand more of what's happening here. Like, it wasn't a bad choice. It yeah. just wasn't executed well. Yeah, I think the problem is, is, like, if you try to understand this movie, you're not going to like it. Yeah. But if you just go in there wanting to see big stuff fight each other and you're okay with, like, the music in the background not being phenomenal, you'll yeah. have a good time. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think it's really easy to just be like, hey, I just want to watch giant things hit giant things. This is a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of go. I don't know how it felt for you, but it felt like the, the movie kind of went by really fast. Um, I don't... Yeah, it's an hour and 51 minutes. I think they could have easily added on another 20 minutes or so and kind of given the things that you're asking for, like with like the Charlie Day situation and yeah. kind of avoiding those um, cumbersome and annoying time plot stuff. 
the movie is budgeted for 150 million dollars like you can add 20 more minutes to your movie and not you know up your price that much you know yeah no i think too and like at this point you've you've probably already listened to our tomb raider episode but like it being right under the two hour mark also puts it into like hey this is a two-hour movie. It should have either been an hour and 30 minutes or two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, just do one or the other for sure. Yeah. Um, I kind of, and this is another one one of the ones where I kind of wish I didn't watch the um, watch the trailer for it. Because, like, the big thing you want to see is, like, the kaiju coming together to form, like, a Voltron kaiju thing. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, any more special seeing it on screen than it was, like, seeing it in, like, the theater a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, and some of, like, the big fight scenes, like, where you get them, like, uh, putting, like, the sword together and getting ready to go fight it. You yeah. basically saw half of the fight scene in the trailer, so I think it's kind of annoying if you're not going to give me more Jaegers and more kaiju to fight in the movie. Yeah. I will say this though, I did like the design of the kaiju because, um, like, if because I think we kind of talk about it when when the drones go rogue, they go rogue because Charlie Day has put kaiju parts inside of them. Yeah, that stuff I really like. I like the design of that stuff. I wish yeah. they would have fought those things more. Yeah, I would like to see them fight those, those things yeah. more. Those were awesome because uh, they end up like when they're being dropped at their locations, they end up changing into, um, they end up morphing into this, like, kaiju, um, covenant, the, the kaiju uh, mech hybrid. Covenant elite. They're, they're basically covenant elite. If you, that's all I could think yeah, of when I saw it. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> they look great. Like they're, they're really yeah, they well designed. Great. Like the fighting on it, on it's great too. Um, they also just destroy everything. Yeah. They, they basically wreck everything. Which is why I would have liked to see them kind of, like, fight those things more. Yeah. Because, like, if they have, like, kaiju stuff in them, how come, like, they couldn't... If, like, all of them had kaiju stuff in them, isn't that enough kaiju kind of, like, material? Because the whole plot is, like, um, the kaiju material and rare earth metals and elements can do this big explosion to kind of, like, terraform the earth, basically, for the precursors. Like... How much did they need? Like, could they have just sent all of, like the bunch of drones that they had into Mount Fuji? And, yeah, like, been okay. I didn't even think about that. That's true. You're right. Because then you get four of those dudes fighting like sixty kaiju hybrid things. Yeah, just plus like racing to kaiju. Get there. Yeah, that would have been cool. I, I, w- see that. I will say this: like, I knew that the triple, like the mega kaiju, was going to happen. But I did like the way they did it because essentially what happens is Charlie Day lets out these like little like skimmer type things, like these little mini things. And they like just like thousands of them and rush up on the three kaiju and like meld them together. I thought that I thought that was really cool um, from like a design perspective. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, the kaiju definitely looked cool. Like you can definitely see it had like the elements of the other kaiju in it. Yeah. Since it's basically, you know, two smaller kaiju, one big kaiju for sure. Yeah. But you you are right. Like they definitely showed way too much in the trailer. Yeah, and and they show like the um, Obsidian Fury guy fighting um, uh, Gypsy. So I knew like that was gonna happen at some point. But then when it happens, I'm like, ah, oh, well, this isn't as cool because I knew this was gonna happen. Oh yeah, but but I also think too. I think the other side of this, like, if we go into it, I think ultimately if you had problems with one because it was too boring because you wanted more stuff fighting, then I think you should watch this because there's it. that's literally the main thing. Yeah. There's, no, yeah, you're right. There's you're right. so you, much more fighting in this one. Yeah, not necessarily like more like kaiju fighting because I think you get more kaiju fighting. Than, yes, yeah. 
if you want more kaiju fighting, go watch the other one and be happy. Like, you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. No, Or if definitely. you just don't care and you want to see Big Cell fighting each other, go watch this too. And then, or go watch Pacific Rim 1 and then go watch this right back to back. And you'll, that's enough big stuff fighting each other for a lifetime, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I think there's just a little bit of care that was lost with it not being GDT. Um, I don't think it's necessarily no, yeah. bad. Like, I definitely walked out saying I want a sequel. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm, I'm definitely okay with them going into um, the Rift and kind of fighting Kaiju in there. But I think you have to get... I don't want this team to do that movie. Yeah. I think we definitely need someone who kind of is going to spend 20 years... Uh, not like... Figuratively, like, 20 years <laughs> making sure, like, the design of the monsters is perfect. Someone like GDT to kind of do something like that. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I think, too, like, I think a lot of those kaiju that they did have, like, I thought it was... Like, I think it was pretty close to Guillermo's, like, creature design, but at the same time it felt kind of lackluster. Um, like, the yeah, kaiju didn't rushed. seem defined in their own senses because I don't think we yeah. got enough close-ups of them by themselves. Yeah. Because you kind of just got them, like, running into buildings and stuff, but not necessarily, like, you know, them emerging and kind of, like, flexing their muscles and kind of... Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. I mean, overall, it's a good action flick. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's a popcorn flick. I would I'd definitely say to watch it, but... Um, I, I think, too, like, I just wanted more of Saber Athena, the, the orange mech. I wanted so much more of her because she was so beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Because I think she's, like, kind of one the one that's kind of the most different. You don't really get... Something that's like, you know, sword like for specifically sword wielding like that that would look like was her only um, weapon was like was yes. like the swords, um, and we we kind of see like big lumbering um, uh, Jaegers in in the first movies, but we didn't get anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so she was really cool. She's yeah. probably like my favorite one I saw. Definitely, and I think that's like also like the problem too is like I think that like they like. Um, what was its name? It's like Guardian, like Phaser Guard, the one that takes three people. That looks yeah. so much like the the Russian, um, the Russian, the Russian one from the other one, right? In like the first when one. I when I saw it, I expected Russian people to like run that one. Exactly. I think that's what, I think that's what I liked too about the the Jaegers and the other one is that they were all distinct to the places that the made countries. them. This one, yeah, yeah. This one just felt like everyone just gave up and just gave. The stuff to the Americans basically like here, go nuts and take care of these. Well, Jaegers. I would say that, but, the, act- but the head was the head was an Asian man, was an East Asian man. Oh, was it? Yeah, the main dude that was calling all the shots and like he he was yeah, um, the kid's father oh. gets the acid on his arm. Like he was the one that was in charge. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about um, like the head looked East, like looked Asian. Like the head of the Jaeger looking. Oh Asian. God, like, no, how did, no, like, no! How no, did no. you read that? I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read that from the thing. No, no, but, yeah, no, 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 no. I was talking about like the and head of still, the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and they still put like the the Russian girl in that Jaeger anyway, so yeah. we kind of get a little bit of both, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I think it was definitely too similar, and I think that 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 was also a problem. Like looking back on it, was it was way too similar, but it didn't lumber around like it probably should have. Yeah, because you're like, oh, uh, whatever the name is, hauling ass, and like it actually like runs as fast as Gypsy Danger does, which yeah. I, or Gypsy Avenger, which I don't think is kind of like accurate. Yeah, like it would have been a nice to see all of them kind of moving in their own unique ways, because like Saber Athena, like as sleek as that one was, like she should have been able to be like the one, like what she was doing, jumping over mm-hmm. things, maneuvering super fast, because she's super, like she's super, like it was super small, like really able to maneuver. But, like, the one that takes three people, 
probably shouldn't move that way. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I mean, it's nitpicky, but it's also kind of yeah, like... Yeah, it's nitpicky. It's a different... Sure, like, mechs and Transformers are different things. Yeah, right? Like, we don't... And even in, like, Transformers, like, the big guys aren't supposed to be able to do that kind of stuff. So, like, and that's just mech anime. Like, that's just how it is. Go back and watch any kind of Gundam or Zoids or, like, anything like that. Like, the big ones don't move as fast as, the, as like, the smaller, sleek ones, and that's by design. Like, and that's the cool be thing, because, like, like, it takes yeah. different skills to man those different Jaegers yeah, exactly. or those different mechs. Yeah. Um, I, I want to know, and, like, I don't want to just make assumptions, but, like, I want to know if the director actually, like, cares about mech anime. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, like, I know that, that GDT does, and I know that that's how we got what we got with Pacific Rim. Um, I still really liked this movie, but I like just kind of talking about it more. I'm kind of like, I can definitely see the really large flaws. Yeah, it's definitely flawed. And I think when you put it up against something like Pacific Rim one, that despite its flaws, it does kind of give you more of the mech and kaiju stuff that you want. This one feels like more like they're trying to go for the more human aspect of it, which is why I think Transformers is doing so poorly because they're trying to do like the same thing instead of just giving you kind of like the stuff that you want to see in a movie like this yeah i mean too and like and i think like pacific when rim one did so much of the human stuff but they balanced it out with like a really fleshed out world of the kaiju yeah and, you, and another problem might be like it kind of like i saw this critique too um of it being kind of like two movies in one of kind of being like the john boyega story of him trying to uh, live up to his dad's legacy and then you also have the other story of like training like the new um the new kind of like to take over the franchise kind of thing with like the teenagers yeah i don't know if it would have been better just to focus on john, john boyega's story and just give us that for like the human aspect of it yeah and then you don't need to do all the other stuff and then you kind of get like the same movie regardless that's true i i can definitely see that definitely see that so titan redeemer is the big uh big hammer thing fall of death guy oh okay titan redeemers that one yeah okay. guardian bravo is the whip one that we really, really don't see too okay, much cool. of which and that one moving how it did kind of made sense because it looked like it was shorter than the other ones but we don't see enough of it to actually understand its mechanics yeah like i, I think that's the thing too like i think if you go in like now like if you if, you, if you're listening right now and you're like oh my god these guys are really going in well it's because i like both both you and I are, like, big fans of mech anime. <laughs> and so, like, that's where our brain's going when we actually start talking about this. But I think if you don't really know the background of where, like, where this comes from, I think you'll be just fine watching it. Because you'll just think it's a Transformers movie. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like... mean for that to sound like shade. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are going to hate this movie. I don't think it's going to make a bunch of money. And I don't know if we get a third one. I think if they would have just... Um, gone into the rift in this movie maybe it would have been different yeah and i think too like so like this movie's been in production since 2013 um yeah i saw that like so they've been doing this movie for a long time so it makes even kind of worse right that this is what we get yeah and and i think too i think one of the problems was that i think Guillermo del Toro initially signed on and then he he signed off because of the opportunity to do shape of water which that is one of my favorite movies in existence so that's perfectly fine with me but you obviously lose a lot of that. Um, so, like, I think, like, one of the big problems is that, like, it kept getting started and then stopped and then started and then stopped. And so I think that, I think you can, it's, yeah. There are some issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I think that's, that's pretty much it. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, my final thoughts is I want, like, a comic just about, like, Saber Athena's adventures. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Or, like, yeah. a fighting game of, like, like a Pacific Rim fighting game with, like, different kaiju and different, like, mechs or Jaegers. That'd be awesome. Um, I, I mean, like, I really want a sequel. I think the problems are there. I'm not going to say they're not. But if you go in expecting to just see stuff fighting each other and that's what you're there for, I think you'll be pretty happy. Um, and then come listen to us and then you can hear us, like, bring our anime <laughs> feelings into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you're, I think you're right. Like, we're being overly critical, one, because it's a review and we have to fill time. Um, and we can't just sit here and say, I really like that one thing punched the other thing. We have to be a little bit, you know, exactly. And kind of get we have to be academic, Adrian. We have to be intellectuals. Yeah. yeah, we have to get in here a little bit, a little bit more than, than just that. But um, I think it's not better than Pacific Rim One. I don't think um, John Boyega is definitely kind of holds this movie together. We think without John Boy John Boyega in this movie, we get a much worse movie. Yes. Um, compared to what the other stuff we have, like what's the other alternative for you to go watch big mech anime on the big screen? Transformers. It's trash. Like don't. It's. <laughs> <laughs> the story is much much worse than what we get in this and the action scenes can't save it from that so if you're looking for an alternative to transformers to go watch big things punch each other this is kind of like the movie for you and if this one isn't enough just go back and watch pacific room one and just be happy with that or just go start watching the japanese ones yeah basically or just go watch gundam or like any other yeah. amazing, <laughs> you know mech anime you'll you'll be okay um if they do do, you know, if they're able to get, like, that last movie, I hope that they do it with a different kind of team who will spend time to make, um, to develop, like, the world of where the precursors come from. Yeah. To give us something kind of, like, different and authentic. Because if you're going to keep going with these characters here, you don't need to reintroduce anybody else. Just go with these characters, kind of live with what you started with. Yeah. And just go full in on making that world believable for the precursor world. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, other thing. I'm actually, it kind of made me really sad because, like, I want more. I want this John Boyega in Star Wars. Um, cause I really like the amount of like energy he has here and it kind of, cause I love Finn in Star Wars. I, I really do. But I think, which is John Boyega's character in the sequel trilogy. But I think this, like, I got to see so much of what he can do in this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's what I picture my cyborg to be, to be honest, kind of like joking around, but we can be serious and kind of pull off, uh, he know, totally should have been cyborg. Yeah, but you also get, you know, that humorous side, I think, that makes Cyborg so cool before he's, like, an actual, you know, Justice League member. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want him on more stuff. John Boyega's John dope. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe not Scott Eastwood. Because <laughs> I didn't really like him. Yeah, he's not very good. No, he's not. I just also just kept seeing Chris Evans every time I saw him. <laughs> he's not good, and he basically does his character from... Um, Fast and Furious 8, so <laughs> not very good. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, what do you rate it, Adrian? Um, what's his IMDb rating? Uh, its IMDb rating is a 6. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. What's what's uh, Pacific Rim 1? Um, you have check. it pulled up. Uh, Pacific Rim is a 6.9. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but when you look at the Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Pacific Rim is a 71% of Rotten Tomatoes, and this one is a 47%. Yeah, 
Uh, I don't know if it's forty seven percent. I'd probably say it's probably like high fifties, like, low sixties. Yeah, like I can hit. I can be fine with like a five point five to like a six point five. That's that's what I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so as always, you can find us on Twitter at ButWhyTheOPC. You can find me on Twitter at OhMyMythRandier. Adrian? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z 93. And there are a lot of like big popcorn movies coming out um, now and through the rest of the year. So if Matt doesn't go see them, I definitely will. So whatever you want to come and do this again, Kate, I'm always down. I am totally down because there are so many that I want to watch, like Rampage and or Die Hard with The Rock. Yeah, I, I don't think Matt <laughs> wants to see any of those. I don't so. think he does. <laughs> <laughs> it could just be me and you. It's all right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye-bye.